From the offices of Cocktail Collective, this is Cocktails Distilled, a podcast that takes your favorite spirits and liqueurs from the still to the cocktail glass. In each episode, we talk to distillers and creators about particular expressions that their brand have released, what they are, why they were created, and in what cocktails they can be used. Are you ready to understand what's in your glass, or perhaps should be? Welcome to Cocktails Distilled. If you like a little rock and roll with your whiskey, then Blackened, the brand developed and owned by heavy metal band Metallica, may be your dram of choice. We're here today with Rob Dietrich, master distiller and blender at Blackend, to talk about this unconventional whiskey that has been born in cask and forged by sound. Thank you for joining me, Rob. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure. Now, can we start off with the obvious question? Why would rock stars want a whiskey brand? I think most rock stars have had their, uh, you know, they've had their dance with uh, whiskey uh, throughout, uh, you know, throughout their careers. Um, I, you know, I say with with Metallica, since they've been around for so long, um, obviously there's there are some members of the band that don't drink whiskey, uh, but there are a couple of members that do drink whiskey. So uh, for them, it was really important to uh, just find another way to connect with their with their, their fans, their audience, uh, and to create a, a world class whiskey that uh, really matches the, uh, the the level of experience and. Uh, um, and really kind of legend that, uh, that the, the band has brought to the world with their own music. Well, that brings up an interesting question. How much of the success of the brand is actually spurred on by their fans, or is it going outside of that demographic as well? Uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a balance of both, certainly. The, the beauty of, of, of this whiskey is that they wanted, to, they wanted to create a whiskey that stood well on its own. They didn't want to just buy a cheap whiskey and slap Metallica all over it. Uh, and, and just try and sell it to uh, you know to, to the fans. What they wanted was that to, to make a world class whiskey, uh, and that's why they uh, they sought out Dave Pickerel, who was uh, the legendary distiller uh, for uh, for both Maker's Mark and uh, um, uh, Whistle Pig, and uh, they wanted him. You know, they said, "Look, we know how to make music. You know how to make whiskey. We want you to create uh, one of the best whiskeys that, that you could possibly make, and we want to collaborate with you on that." Now, talking of Dave um, Pickerel. Um, can you explain what he was trying to achieve when, when he originally came up with this for the band? Yeah, you know, so I've, I've known Dave for many years. Um, you know, I was, I was formerly the master distiller for Australian Hands Whiskey, and we, we, worked, we were definitely in um, very, uh, the same circles. And what, what I always appreciate about Dave, and, and, and I feel like I have a similar mentality, is that we're whiskey nerds first and foremost. You know, we love to look at whiskey and identify, like, okay, what... I want to geek out on the, on the on the barrel process. I want to geek out on um, um, on how these uh, these processes all come together. And for him, it was uh, elements that he is he's, he brought forward. Um, you know, when he was a, a, a cadet at, at West Point, he was friends with the uh, the organists uh, at, at the um, and in the cathedral, and it was the third largest organ in the United States. And there there was a note on that uh, on that organ that. Uh, the organist would only play for a very limited uh, limited time because it would vibrate the building so uh, so drastically uh, that it would he was afraid to, that, to compromise the integrity of the building. Right. So something always stuck with Dave was that well, what if we can use that sound to you know to enhance the whiskey? And that was that was something that um, that's really where the collaboration of the band and Dave's uh, mindset, not only his his connections in the whiskey world of creating. Uh, you know, a blend of five different whiskeys. He, he had such great relationships with all these um, world-class distilleries in, in the U.S. 
marrying those, you know, blending those barrels together, also putting this sonic enhancement element into it where it was able to tie the band into it, really was just kind of a, a perfect mesh of, of both worlds. Do you want to explain a little bit more how the sound is used? Uh, yeah, so it's a sound enhancement, sonic enhancement. So they use a subsonic um, sound waves to pummel the barrels, basically. Um, and they're using set lists with the, with the you know with the band's music. That's you know each each band member is creating their own set list. So it is actually Metallica's own music. Absolutely. That is being... Yes. Yeah. And, and it's cool. And that's where they're having fun with it. And you're like, they're, they're like, look, we we want this to be a serious whiskey. We want the whiskey to stand on its own. Mm. But we also want to have some fun with it. You know, let's let's enjoy the process. Let's. So each band member is creating their own set list for per batch. You know, for example, batch so 34. So each batch has its own playlist, so to speak. Yes, it does. Okay. Yes. And All so right. so the way that works, so it's, for example, uh, we'll use uh, batch 94, which was James Hetfield's, uh, he got to pick the set list for that. That set list uh, goes into, you know, they're, they're, they're blasting the barrels at, at the subsonic, uh, subsonic uh, level. Um, you can't even really hear the music. You just hear this, this noise and you feel it. Like if you if you've ever been to a concert and you're standing in front of the speaker and you and or close to the speaker, yeah. you just feel that just pressing and you know back and forth into your chest. You know you can feel the movement of yeah. the sound. That's exactly what's happening within the barrel. You know that barrel to me um, is a living, breathing thing. You know a, a barrel breathes. It's it's moving whiskey in and out of the wood mm. and it's coming back and forth. That's this is just another way of of enhancing that uh, that aging process. It's not aging. It's it's just an enhancement. Of the of the age that's already in the barrel. So in effect, the music is deepening the wood effect in the whiskey, or yes, um, you know, so much so that the uh, they've they've actually applied for a patent for the process. There's such a such a, a definitive difference that's happening with the sonic enhancement. Um, you know, so when Dave started out, he had a control barrel, uh-huh. which was the blend of the whiskeys, cast finished in black brandy barrels. Um, and then that, that was that was the um, that was that barrel. He took another barrel, put the blend in there, cast finished it in the black brandy barrel, did the sonic enhancement to it, sent the results out to a lab, and when he got the re- the results back, uh, you know it was it was definitively a, a uniquely different uh, process. There was something uh, that that was um, happening with the sonic enhancement that really changed that uh, that that flavor profile. Okay. So it was uh, it was something that. Um, he, I know he was very excited about it. I'm, I'm a, again, I'm a whiskey nerd. I, I think anytime there's a new innovation, um, there's always a, a, there's an element of suspicion. You know, it's just like when, when it does sound a little bit like witchcraft, but it, it um, does a little bit. But you know, you think about the first time someone saw a Model T uh, uh, Ford coming down the street, and they're like, I would never drive that contraption. I'm, I'm sticking with my Burrow. Thank you very much. You know, and and I think anytime there's an innovation, people are always going to have an element of uh, of suspicion. Uh, about uh, an innovative process, and I think that's really what was what what is happening here mm. is that this is some this is taking things to a new level. We're using we're using technology to uh, take an age old method. We're not we're not changing. You know, we're certainly aging whiskey already. It's you know it's seven to eight years in these barrels that have already aged, um, but we're doing something a little bit different. Okay, and how long does the the sound process take? You know, it varies by volume. Uh, right now, that's that's a proprietary. Uh, Kind of method, you know, yeah. as far as as far as how much the uh, how much that's happening. But uh, right now, just because they are patent uh, patent pending, yeah, um, they are, they're 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 we're, we're keeping that element of it proprietary. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Is there really a marked difference in the taste? I, I I've noticed a difference. You know, when I've tasted, I mean, you could always say, you know, I you know, even when I was batching whiskey before, every batch is going to be slightly different. Um, you know, the barrels that you're using. 
uh, depending on where the the barrels were, you know, where the wood was growing. That you know, if it was on the north side of the of, of the mountain or the south side, uh, the different mil minerals. That's always gonna that's always going to um, just add a little bit of different elements to the flavor profile. And, and uh, so you're always gonna have a little bit of difference in the flavor. But I I found that there was a definitive difference between. Uh, that that control barrel and the, the sonic enhanced barrel. Okay. And what sort of taste? If if someone hasn't tasted the whiskey, what sort of taste should they be expecting? I, I think that's always gonna. I think that's gonna be somewhat of a moving target. Just it's always gonna be the base uh, elements. But I'm finding uh, deeper elements of, of, of the oak. Right. Um, you know, certainly getting more of the oakiness out of it because you're going past what's what's considered the red line. You know, in in uh, when you char a barrel, all those natural sugars, those vanillins, those tannins in the wood. Are, are coming up to the, to that, that burn surface, um, right past that is what they, they call the red line. You're going past that red line and kind of picking up a lot more oakiness, a little more color, okay. a little more a little more of that that oak flavor. Um, I'm a big fan of, of, of brand new oak just because that's a, um, what I've that's what I've grown up with as far as learning the process and learning how to distill. So I, I feel like going past that red line is um, is something that uh, uh, gives it a, a lot of uh, a lot of character. Would you say you could almost taste the music through the whiskey? I think uh, I think anytime anybody drinks whiskey, they're 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 hearing some sort of music in their head. You know, it's uh, uh, whether it's uh, you're you're jumping up and, and doing a jig to a whiskey in the jar, uh, which you know obviously was a song that uh, Metallica covered, uh, Thin Lizzy. You know, that was a yeah. uh, um, they 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 had uh, you know they they had their own cover, but I think that's a you know, that's like an old folk song. Um, I think that uh, it definitely brings. Um, I feel that there's music uh, in, you know, in the element. When I've batched whiskey before, I'm, I'm a big vinyl nerd. I love, you know, I love vinyl records. I, mm. love, I love music. I love that element. And I think um, anytime you're putting something together, there's always a, a an element of the uh, what's whatever music's in your head. You yeah. know, I love the Clash. You know, I'm a big Clash fan, big Metallica fan. Um, I, you know, I, I but I'm all over the place. I love you know, Waylon Jennings and, and Willie Nelson and uh, Johnny Cash, you know, all these elements of, um, you know, you think about how many of these, these country, these old outlaw country guys are, are singing about uh, whiskey and, and uh, well, whiskey, heartbreak, trucks breaking down, dogs leaving, you know, there's, there's all these elements, I think, that, that tie whiskey back to music. Um, but I think in, in, in this circumstance, using the, the sonic enhancement with the, with the band's music, you know, I'm sure it's bouncing around in there somewhere. You know, you're you're yeah. it's picking up the DNA of the music, and uh, and, and I'm, I'm I'm sure you're you're somehow you're you're, you're um, certainly imbibing that. Okay. Now, if we can go back to the late uh, distiller Dave Pickerel, how difficult was it for you to step into his shoes once he passed? You know, it's um, it's it's interesting. He's um, one. I'm very honored and humbled uh, to be able to take uh, up the mantle. Uh, and, and it's really um, honor the legacy that, that Dave has brought to um, the world of distilling and craft distilling in the United States. And, you know, there's some very big shoes to fill. And I, and I, don't, I don't expect to fill those shoes. You know, Dave, Dave, Dave left his own footprints on the world. What, what, my, what I feel my job is is just to continue to honor the legacy that he has left with, uh, within the distilling community and to bring my own my own elements to that as well. Right. Um, so uh, you know, for me, it's a, it's an honor. You know, I'm very honored and humbled to, to be a part of that. Yeah. And with this particular expression, what are the elements that you're bringing to it beyond 
what David already set up. You know, it's, I, I, the, the more I've gotten to know Dave through, even through this whole process, we're very similar in, in many ways and also very, very uniquely different. We were both, uh, we were both former military. We we're both in the army. Uh, we're both uh, obviously whiskey, whiskey nerds, whiskey, uh, whiskey geeks. Um, but we, we, we approach from very different uh, directions. You know, my, my years in the music industry um, really gave me an appreciation for all types of music. And my years in the, in the, in the whiskey industry is, uh, you know, the one thing that I've learned, you know, I, I have the title of master distiller. And all that tells me is that I have just scratched the surface. I have, I have the world to learn beyond this. It doesn't mean that I've mastered anything. It just means that I've just opened up another another door. It reminds me of uh, watching uh, The Wizard of Oz. You know, it's all black and white in the very beginning, and then when Dorothy opens up the door and it's in its color, yeah. I feel like you know, the moments you know, I I, I can approach this this uh, this coveted title of, of master distiller. It just opened up this whole new world of like, oh wow, I have the rest of the world to learn. You know, the rest of my life to keep learning. Mm. So uh, to me, that's um, that's that's a humbling experience. I, I feel that there's that just. Uh, it just means that there's you can continue to learn for the rest of your life and never really know everything about making whiskey or or any really spirit yeah. for that matter. With that said, are there plans in the future to bring out a second expression of That's, blackened to? Yes. Or I, are you looking at each batch as a separate expression, so to speak? No, I, I would say uh, blackened is certainly uh, the backbone of the company. This is where um, you know you know for me it's it's. Um, uh, continuing to uh, really uh, to control and, and uh, con you know continuing to ensure that the the quality and consistency of Blacken is um, is always the same, um, but that I am uh, that ultimately I, I'm able to have the freedom to be able to create uh, new expressions uh, as well. Right. You know, so continuing that to uphold the uh, the legacy that Dave left with uh, with the, with Blacken, but also to create. Uh, I, I got. I, I write everything down in moleskin notebooks. I'm, I'm old school like that, you know. And so I, I, I call it my, my notebook app. You know, it's like, oh, hold on, let me get my notebook app and just pull out the moleskin and I jot down some notes. And it, it's got all my, uh, as my my ex girlfriend would call it, my mutterings and murmurings um, in in this book. And it's uh, uh, and it's all my crackpot schemes and, and, and things that I that I really feel are. Uh, um, you know, things I'll think about in the middle of the night. I'm like, oh my God, that would be fantastic. We did this and, and blended this and created this. Are there any of those you can share with us? Uh, at this time, no. I've, I've got some that were, I'm, I'm, uh, I certainly have been um, uh, um, expressing to, uh, to the band and to the, to the production team. And we're, 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 we're narrowing it down to some, uh, again, you know, taking my crackpot schemes and bringing them down to realistic schemes, I think is, uh, is the element that uh, is what we're working on right now. Okay. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit more about the um, the blend. I believe it's a mix of bourbon and rye. Uh, yes, uh, different bourbons, different rye. Um, so five different types of whiskey. Uh, this is whiskey from Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, and also we've got some Canadian rye in there. Okay. Uh, so all these are from different distilleries in those regions. Um, all uh, all blended together. You know, again, Dave, each picked for a particular reason, or yeah, I, I would say for the you know most part, you know, Dave was uh, such good friends with so many amazing distillers and, and distilleries mm. uh, in those regions. Um, he was, you know, talking with friends, dear friends that he uh, that he had known for years, and 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 really got to cherry pick um, all the best whiskeys that he could okay, uh, yeah. from those areas to create the blend that he wanted to make. So right. I really feel like that's uh, 
that's a that's a collaboration within a collaboration. You know, that's that's the the, the, the friendships that he just developed with uh, with so many great great uh, talented distillers and distilleries um, really made um, comprised uh, of what we are able to uh, drink today, which is uh, blackened whiskey. And I yeah. he did he just did such a fantastic job with that. Yeah. And how involved were the band themselves in let's say approving those um, whiskies and also in coming up with ideas for marketing or various other elements to the brand? Uh, very much hands-on. Uh, that, that's, that's one thing I was really excited about was that, um, you know, even going into it, it was my understanding of that they were uh, very, uh, very much hands-on with it. It wasn't just like, hey, we're going to, you guys do what you do. We'll just say, put our name on it. And we're going to go do this thing over here. They want to, you know, like, like Lars, for example, is a very inquisitive um, uh, inquisitive individual. He loves to understand the process, what right. goes behind the production. Um, he wants to know how this thing works, and they all do, I think. Um, and that's that's been the fun part is that they want to know how this process works. They're they're adding their own fingerprints, their own elements. Um, you know, Lars uh, he, um, likes to, to nose and taste the whiskey and, and, and understand what goes into uh, the whiskey in the first place. They're also trusting. Um, they were trusting Dave that he knows what he's doing. They were trusting me that I know what I'm doing. Right. Um, just like, you know, basically they're like, look, we know how to make great music. Mm. You know how to make great whiskey. Let's, you know, let's let's let, let each other do these things and, and bring that collaboration together. So they're very much uh, uh, a part of that process. Their fingerprints are all over it. Okay. Now, if someone bought a bottle and took it home, what cocktails could they make with it? I know your reaction will be, no, drink it straight or on the rocks. But if they were going to make cocktails, what would you recommend? Uh, you're exactly right. I'm a, I'm definitely a, a bit of a purist when it comes to whiskey. Um, I love to drink whiskey neat. Yeah. Um, I also like, um, uh, I like a little bit of ice. You know, uh, especially if you're, you know, it's a nice, nice warm day. Uh, you get a little bit of ice in there, chill the, chill the whiskey down a little bit. Um, adds its, uh, you know, a little water always helps whiskey to open up and bloom. Mm. Um, I, I've jokingly said for years, my favorite cocktail on the planet. It's whiskey and ice. That's my cocktail. Um, however, I do feel that uh, um, I am starting to embrace the cocktail. Um, you know, there's so many great mixologists out there, and they have so many great ideas. Um, I think some things can be super over the top, where it's just like, okay, that's that's just that's too much. Um, I like I like uh, cocktails that are whiskey forward. I want to taste the whiskey. I want the whiskey to be enhanced by whatever ingredients they are putting into the cocktail. So more a sort of an old-fashioned style. I'm or... definitely an old-fashioned guy. You know, like. If I'm going to go to a cocktail, my go-to is going to be old-fashioned. Right. Um, I'm, I'm old school like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, if someone's going to experiment with it then, what flavors do you think would work well with the whiskey? You know, again, like when I go back to, you know, the thing about old-fashioned, you're going to have an orange peel in there, mm -hmm. maybe a, a Luxardo cherry. Um, uh, the type of bitters that would probably go along with this, uh, this particular whiskey, um, black walnut bitters, I think, uh, <laughs> would, would yeah. go well. Um, chocolate bitters, I think, mm. are going to bring out some of these, um, some of those fruit notes from the from the the black brandy barrel. Oh. I think I think you're going to get some of those elements from it. And, but I, you know, it's it's interesting. There's so many exciting ways to put a cocktail together. Um, but I, I definitely feel like citrus uh, and some of those kind of dark, richer, you know, fruit notes uh, like dark cherries. Those those type of things. Again, I, I'm basically just describing an old fashioned. I'm you know, like I you know. Right, what I, about something like a spicy ginger, or would that work well? I'm sure it would for someone. Okay. Uh, you know, like for me again, you know, like I'm, I'm probably the wrong person to ask about that uh, because I've I've never been a bartender, I've never been a mixologist. I've um, I've been a whiskey maker, you know, and so for me, um, I I just go for I want that whiskey. 
I want to, I want to taste the whiskey. I want to know. I want to work my way through all the elements of what, um, you know, it, it takes a long time to, to make a whiskey. Mm. You know, years and years. Mm. There's so much flavor. There's so much going on, and just a, a neat whiskey or a whiskey with just a little dash of water. Um, I'd rather wrap my mind around around what's going on with that. Um, so as far as cocktails, uh, there's probably somebody uh, out there who's who's, who's um, more educated on on, on on cocktails to be able to answer that that more more readily. Um, there's so many talented people out there that can that can just take a whiskey and say, "Oh, I can do this, this, and this," because they already know all the elements of their their bar yeah. uh, and what they can put into it. Um, for me, it's uh, uh, my you know my tools are literally in the distillery, literally. What barrels I can do, what barrels I can I can cast finishing, mm. uh, what kind of enhancements I can make, this proof, that proof, uh, this much water, you know, more water, less water, um, uh, you know, climate control. There's there's so many ways that that I'm controlling the elements of a whiskey before it even gets into that bottle. Um, to me, that's where I, I would I would have a lot more understanding of uh, of flavor profiles. Yeah. yeah. Now, Blackened is available across the U.S.? Yes. Um, we, are, you know, we only just launched in, in August, so uh, we, are, we are slow and steady. It's a whiskey. You know, the whiskey game is always a slow and steady pace, so we are right, right out of the gate. It was an amazing uh, response. I mean, people were – we had uh, we had one projection that we, we had uh, how many cases we wanted to release, um, and, and already it's uh, surpassed that considerably. Wow. Um, and so so we, that means you're challenged to keep up with demand, or correct? Yes, yeah. So to keep up with that demand, yeah. you know, they were already finding that uh, there were states that we we weren't even in yet that were requesting the whiskey, um, and we haven't even gotten to those. And these are we're talking like control states, which generally you gotta you have to beg, beg to get you gotta into, beg yeah. control states to like you know please let us be in your state. Yeah. Whereas they're you know control states are calling up and saying, hey, we want this whiskey um, uh, because they've had it somewhere and they've tasted it and. and um, and again, you know, it's it's a whiskey that stands on its own. It's uh, you know, and, and also that added element of of, uh, of the band of, of having Metallica um, uh, be a part mm. of it. Um, you know, it's uh, it's really exciting yeah. to be able to to see how much uh, interest has, has has just come right out of the gate. And, and it's because it's a whiskey that they they want to drink. Yeah. Interestingly, though, they haven't emblazoned their name all over the branding of the bottle. No. Yeah, and and that was on purpose. They didn't want to. Um, you know, they didn't want to just be like Metallica whiskey, Metallica whiskey, because it's not Metallica whiskey. It's owned by Metallica, but it's a whiskey that's created by, you know, a master distiller, um, no. someone who had such, such amazing skills, you know, Dave Pickerel again, um, that, you know, it's, it, that's, that's a whiskey that stands on its own. So that they, they, the, 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 the subtle, subtle connections, the way they could connect with that is by adding elements of the band without actually putting Metallica on it or even putting their names on it. Right, um, yeah. they're, they're putting, you know, for example, Black End is, is the name of a Metallica song, a mm. really great Metallica song. And, you know, that's how they're, that's how they're able to put their fingerprints kind of subtly on the process. Yeah. At the same time, allowing that whiskey to stand on its own and be able to really be a, uh, a world-class whiskey just like the band is. You know, okay. it, makes, it makes a huge difference. And do we imagine that following expressions will also have song names as their... Backbone? I, I think so. You know, one, uh, it just makes sense. You know, these yeah. guys, these guys have, uh, have spent uh, years building up such a great library of music and epic music, um, and all these songs that they've had um, within that, they've uh, they've been able to identify those and, and copyright the names. You know, so the names are already copyrighted just through their music. Yeah. So it makes more sense to use um, uh, elements they already own. You know, no, they, they own the rights to their music. They own the rights to the to these 
uh, names of their songs. Yeah. Utilizing those names uh, just makes a lot of sense. And it also, again, you know, helps put the fingerprints back um, on the process without uh, basically overdoing it. Right. Now, what about internationally? Have you um, expanded overseas at any point yet? Uh, not yet. That, that is in the uh, in the works. I am um, I am heading over to happily uh, getting to go travel over to Berlin and Prague uh, to go see the bands and and spend some time with them uh, on the road. Uh, but we are right now, as of yet, have not uh, launched the brand internationally. Um, I think you know right now we are getting our legs under us uh, on the on the local market, um, you know, on the national market, yeah. um, which I think is really important because this is where you know this is the the our, our home base. You know, this is where we started from. Um, and I, I think that was uh, really key to ensure that we were getting the whiskey out to uh, our fans uh, in the U.S. Um, and and it's 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 so amazing just to see how many fans they have worldwide and how international uh, internationally loved the the, the the band is. Yeah. Um, I I know that we're all very excited to be able to get to that point where we can launch on an international basis. Um, I, and I know that the rest of the world is, is going to be excited about that as well. Yes. Trade issues aside, exactly, and that's it. You know, we've got trade issues right now. There's, there's, there's elements. Um, there's all sorts of logistics that go into, uh, on, you know, as a, as a concept, uh, always easy, you know, to think about. Like, oh yeah, the band's touring international. They're, they're touring Europe. Let's go ahead and launch out there. But there's always logistics. Mm. You know, there's always logistics with, uh, with any kind of, uh, uh, those kind of elements. But there's already requests. I've, I've seen uh, as soon as um, uh, they, they announced only a week and a half ago. Uh, my my joining the team, um, all these voices from all over the world just pitching in saying, "When can we get it here? You know, we yeah. want the whiskey here. When can we get it?" And I think that's really exciting. You know, that's exciting. Mm. Um, again, whiskey is a slow game. You know, it's uh, you you have to have a lot of patience with whiskey. Uh, and uh, and right now we are um, we are we're, we're taking those uh, kind of big baby steps uh, yeah. and, and into bigger strides to try and match that stride. Uh, of, uh, of really the legend of Metallica. Yeah. Are you perhaps selling to any of the websites like Whiskey Exchange or any of those that can ship internationally? Yes. So, so people do. can get their hands at least on it, even if they can't go down to the local store. Yes. Yes. So there are there are some online uh, online stores that you can you can get the whiskey through. All right, Rob. Look, thank you so much for um, taking time to speak to us. That's it. Su yes. Such a pleasure. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. And we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Cocktails Distilled. Be sure to visit cocktailcollective.com.au to access the show notes. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, cheers.